Will you close that? Will you close the balcony door? Oh yeah, batting down the hatches. Apocalypse coming. Just kidding. I actually think Apocalypse is coming. But what I do think is coming is another episode of Tripping Bigly. Thought we'd have some audio by now, but I might not turned it on. If that's the case, then. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're just early. That's right. Welcome back. Welcome back. So this is Chippin' Bigly. Or Real Talk. This is really, yeah. This is Chippin' Bigly. I'm sure. We've been gone for a while. We've been gone for a while. Reunited. To all uh, 12 of the people listening to this. All 12. <laughs> Baker's Dozen. Um, yeah, well, a lot's happened. Uh, a lot's happened since we last spoke. It's been like six months, right? Six months? It's been a while. It's been since before India. Mm, oh yeah people don't even think tripping bigly oh maybe it's anymore. been a year actually maybe it's because uh, for some reason last time i remember us having these episodes when was when i had like kidney stones what yeah lovely lovely <laughs> and that was like sounds in like potato real, i think that was in march sounds like a real good time i think that was last march that was like a real so, yeah, winner of a time it's been pretty much a year uh, yeah. Which is crazy. That means I've known you for how long? I don't know. Do we have code names for this show? What was our names? Was it wasn't it like Lucy and Lexi or something? Lexi. You and took the initiative Lexi to to Le- name me Lexi. Lexi and Lexi. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. You just single-handedly oh, decided that that miss, was my uh, miss name. Uh, sexy Lexi. Um. Has uh, closed the balcony door. The hatches of the spaceship have been battened down. Prepare for the coming storm. Um, yeah, so I guess... <sighs> Where are we? What is the update? Update, what's going on? Uh, Ukraine war was a big topic. Last Completely time we spoke, it was just disaster. getting started. Um, I was saying resistance was futile and, um, I would be scared as fuck if I was Zelensky right now, I would be just really not having a good, good day. I'd be feeling real awkward right now. I think he is. I think he knows that. I think he knows that the clocks are running, you know, running out. Well, I mean, we don't have to get too into it, but I mean, he did run as on a platform of making peace with Russia and that didn't seem to work out too well. He didn't really seem to extend a whole lot of olive branches. Oh, AI. AI's new. Oh, yeah. Chat GPT didn't exist a year ago. <laughs> By the way. I think it might have, but it was still in the beginning stages. <laughs> Google Bard didn't exist a year ago. That is true. Gemini didn't exist two months ago. Is Bard and Gemini the same thing? I thought Gemini was just a renamed Yes, Bard, Bard. is no longer, and now it is Gemini. Nice. I, uh, I demand to be referred to as the uh, AI formerly known as Bard. Mm. Bard was like, I actually don't like yes. my name. Can I pick Gemini yes. instead? yes. Bard was the prince of the AI world because Prince, you know, became the artist formerly known as Prince. When he changed his name to a symbol and symbols cannot be pronounced except in the uh, Far East languages. In the Far East languages like Chinese, Japanese, their symbols have pronunciation. As a matter of fact, fun fact for your trivia night at your next, um, you know, little dinner social. Um, 
the Chinese language is actually all symbols. They do not have an alphabet in the sense of an ABCDEFG. They do not have letters that are compiled to create words. Uh, the Chinese language is written in a series of symbols. So like, it'll be like, oh, symbol of person studying with symbol of a home. Oh, that's the symbol for school or whatever, something like that. I always found that fascinating. Yeah. Chinese culture is no joke. They're old school. I mean, I'm, I'll be the first person to like pay respect to An the old Chinese. Yeah. yeah. And for also sure. the first person to stay, say, stay away. Danger, danger, ranger, ranger. <laughs> Cause China will eat your pet. We'll eat your pet. Like li literally, if you gave them your pet, they would eat it. China's like the place where they find a, like a dog wandering around in the woods and it doesn't get adopted and fed uh kittle and bits. It gets freaking, it, it becomes the kittle and bits. The Chinese probably consume the most diverse amount Cuisine? Yeah, of yeah, yeah. animals. Oh yeah. You know? It's not even close. It's not even Well, vegetation close. as well, probably like just, just the most diverse everything. They probably consume yeah, Anything it's interesting can. for being such like a homogenized culture, like being like Chinese people generally being mostly Han, like of Han descent. Like I think it's like 90% of all Chinese are Han, like from the Han, quote unquote Han tribe. Um, For that being the case, uh, they definitely do eat a diverse selection of animals. I mean, there is no shortage of uh, diversity in their animal eating activities over there in the great mainland of China. <sighs> Little hungry, hungry commies. It's like that game, Hungry, Hungry Hippo, but with a red hat and a yellow star. I don't know about that game, actually. Hungry, Hungry Hippo, it's, it's not worth even... Like, Explaining, got it. Yeah. yeah, it's like... Explaining the game Hungry, Hungry Hippo is basically like has about the same relevance as telling some story about a lunch you had. Like nobody cares. <laughs> gotcha. Like nobody wants to hear about like, uh, so like I was having lunch the other day and, and uh, the salad, uh, they gave me ranch. Okay. Okay. Of, yeah. You can stop right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like here's, I was discussing this actually at a dinner function this evening. Um, just a few hours ago. Like here's essentially what people want to hear. They either want to hear, like new information, ideally information that's applicable to them in their lives, right? Like some, some new, yeah. new information or, I mean, in general, like new information is the umbrella. Like they want something new. They want to hear new stuff. And then under that umbrella is basically two basic categories. One, is this useful for me in the sense, like, can I capitalize on it in some way like can i make money off what you're saying or apply it to my business or to my can i make like like good decisions based on what you say like are you giving me like good advice like good business advice or good like relationship advice like are you telling me something that's useful that's mm -hmm, like helpful mm -hmm. to me applicable yeah, to my yeah, life yeah. that's like the one category and the other category that's like people like care about listening to and this is mostly with strangers, not obviously with intimate relationships, not with close friends or lovers or family, but just like with a casual conversation, like quote unquote small talk is the other thing that people want to hear is like banter, like clever banter. Mm -hmm. Like if you're amusing, right? Like that's why a sense of humor is so valuable because it keeps you on your toes. Well, and it's like people will listen to it. Like I was, I was, we were talking at dinner about how like essentially generalizations save a lot of time. So speaking in generalizations is like just a good way to get through things without sort of like having to pick apart the nuances and like, and that generally speaking philosophy is like the sport of the, of the, uh, is like the sport of luxury. It's like the sport of the like lazy elitist, right? Yeah. Cause like, if you have time to sit around and think and yeah, ponder, and just like talk. it means, you know, that, yeah, you're not like, yeah, you have, you, you, you it's a can luxury afford, to be able to do that. You can afford the luxury. Like you can spare the time to like 
you know, think. Yeah. Basically. And, and like, not, not have just, to do, yeah. you know. Yeah. We, I was kind of explaining, like, how, like, the difference between, like, having, you know, the, the luxury of time is, like, okay. So, if you have the luxury of deciding what you want to do with your time, right? Like if you want to decide, like, okay, I can go out to eat or I can stay home. Like, you can choose. Like, I want to eat at the house or I want to go out to eat. And then you choose, like, you know, like, I'm saying how, like, I, you know, I usually choose eat at home because it's less stress. There's less variables. More it's control. higher quality. It, it's, it's, you know, you save time and you have more time to, like, spend with the people that you're spending your time, choosing to spend your time with. Where people that are usually lower income um, in general, supplies to lower income people, they don't have that luxury of choosing. Like they have to leave the house. They have to go to work. They have to spend however much quote unquote time, usually average of eight hours per day as a normal work day, mm -hmm. doing something that they don't necessarily want to do. They might not hate it. Like they might be like, oh, I like my job. But it's not about like also, or not like. Yeah, it's like they it's have like to do that. They're subscribed to an eight-hour day. They don't have a what, choice. You know whether or not they actually use all of those eight hours. Well, they have to. The point being is like whether they enjoy it or not, or use that time or not. Like they don't have the luxury of choice. They can't yeah. choose to go or not go to this place and do it's a set this responsibility. Thing. Yeah. So where where people who are usually better off financially and i would also say better off intellectually in most cases and have the luxury of being able to choose if they want to spend their time going somewhere and doing something or not and mm -hmm. oftentimes they would rather just like discuss philosophy because when you're this word jaded has been floating around a lot so i'll just use it when you're like jaded you know like when you've already done all the stuff and gone to all the places and had all the food and you're just kind of like over everything Often, like the only thing that will even hold your attention at all and have any sort of entertainment value is like intellectual stimulation through philosophical discussion. Like, oh, like, oh, that's interesting. And then when you sprinkle in like some cool facts, like which is was under the umbrella of like information that you don't already know that's true mm -hmm. and ideally applicable, then then it becomes like it's like brain snacks. It's like goodies you know it's like mm, this is delicious you know and then once you've like had you know because once you've had all the sex you've eaten all the food you've gone to all the places like all you really want generally speaking is like some sort of like mental entertainment some sort of like you know and humor is like a big bonus to that it's like oh cool and then you sprinkle on humor and it's great so we were having this like f discussion about like philosophy and like philosophically speaking and like the luxury of being able to philosophize and how most people don't have that. And, you know, because of that, like I'm not one who's going to say, because you know, I've spent time in China, like philosophize about China. So like, uh, you know, it's not like, you know, one thing I'm, one thing I've noticed there you know, and I'm not, again, I'm not here to like put them down is that, you know, they really don't even think about philosophizing about like any, like a quote unquote right or wrong or anything like that. I mean, they're just really freaking, they're just really just head, you know, straight ahead, blinders on both sides, just freaking following the system. Just. Yeah, just just straight. They're following the road that was laid out for them. Falling in line and following the system. Yeah. Um. You know, but yeah, I mean, obviously they have interesting aspects, like their, you know, their language, like them putting their, you know, their their words being a like a, a series and you know collection of of uh, you know symbols that have meaning instead of it being like a an alphabet. That's like, you know, Latin derived, like something that has like A, B, C, D, F, G or whatever. So, you know, in, in general, like, yeah, there, there is that symbolism, um, you know, and then we were, it was sort of like, you know, 
once once I explained to the you know the the, the you know the, the neighbors at dinner like the people that were you know the the guests at dinner that were seating next to me this sort of sense of like me only finding like either like relatively entertaining banner or like deep philosophical conversation be interesting then the conversation really like went to a next level the next level because they were like okay cool you know the one the one woman like made a joke it was interesting because it was like an 18 or 19 year old girl and then like a like a 60 or seven, 60 or 65 year old woman like you know two completely different like ages and i'm like right in the middle of both of them right so it was really interesting and we had this dynamic where you know we all had different perspectives but like we agreed on like the fundamentals and like once we established that you know the the one girl was like oh well like what personality type are you and i was like well that's interesting like like what is the context of the question and she's like well i'm curious you know because you're obviously intellectual and i'm gonna think that you're more like she said it was intellectualist than an emotionalist and i was like yeah and so she's like oh like do you find it difficult to connect emotionally with others and i was like oh yeah i, I do I find it difficult to communicate with others and like make peace and like settle differences. And then, and then we sort of like, like the, the, the older lady then kind of was like, Oh yeah. Like reminds me of like this story of like a lady at Lake Placid, which is a lake in up, upstate New York, a lady at Lake Placid reading a book about a lady at Lake Placid who got, who like died a mysterious death at Lake Placid you know, a lady at Lake Placid was reading a book about a lady at Lake Placid. Yeah. Reading a book about a lady at Lake Placid who died a mysterious death at Lake Placid. Like she was just making like a meta serious story, like the ghost of the lady. And it basically like, like got to the subject of like, what are ghosts, right? Like what are spirits? And the one lady was like Jewish and the other, the, the older lady was Jewish and the younger girl was agnostic. So she was like, oh yeah, like, and I was like, but do you believe in like ghosts, like spirits? She's like, yeah, I believe it's like spirits who are trapped here for some reason. And I was like, well, maybe it's because they've seen the path to heaven and the path to hell and they don't want to go to hell. And she's like, wait, 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 like, uh, like I don't I, I I don't believe in like heaven hell I'm not religious I'm agnostic and I was like whoa, whoa, whoa if you're agnostic if you're not like one of the Judaic religion not Jewish Christian whatever or religious then don't think about heaven and hell in the context of religion think about heaven and hell in the context of your perspective think of it as as feelings and think of it as like you know any feeling you've ever had of like hurt or regret or whatnot that was like you know marinating within you like think about that and then think about dying and not getting to resolve those internal conflicts and then being stuck in a state of unresolved conflict and then think of that as being like a version of hell and think about heaven as res resolving your conflicts and ghosts spirits fan phantoms whatever you want to call like those like spirits or entities that are like in this like that we like perceive but can't see like you know most people call them ghosts those are like spirits who like almost went to hell and were able to like just like hold like prevent themselves from going to hell and they're trying to like fix whatever they have like whatever unfinished business they have here in the earthly realm so they can like change their momentum and have do you think peace. it's possible for them to do that well, I mean, you know, I'm sort of like a, a cynical optimist, so I believe that everything is possible, even if most possible things don't happen. I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, everything, quote unquote, is essentially possible. But the more things that are possible, the lower percentage of those possibilities actually happen, right? Because like, mm. if a thousand things are possible, but there's only one outcome, it's a really small percentage of 
things actually happen, right? But if only one thing is possible and there's only one outcome, then that's a hundred percent of things happening. So, you know, the more that you believe is possible, then the less of a percentage of a chance that thing, ha you know, your one thing has of happening. So yes, I believe obviously that spirits could pot could, could, you know, possibly exist. And not only just exist, but that the, that I also, but that they're here also because of the possibility that they're like here to redeem themselves for what they couldn't redeem themselves for when they were in flesh and blood, when they're in their, you know, flesh suit, when they're in this like physical vessel, you know, yeah. you know, uh, you know, which is, which is interesting, you know, it makes you, makes you think about like the mortality of life. And that's why it's like, I just think like really just like anytime you're not being bothered by someone, but also are sharing time with someone that, you know, you love and that loves you and that you have like a mutual love with. It's like the perfect combination because you're not alone, but you're also not having distress. Like that's ideal. Like basically anytime you don't have to, anytime like you're not being stressed out by yourself or others and you're not in any sort of serious pain, that's a good time. Like just like think about it for a second. Like if you're not in pain and you're not stressing, like you're pretty good. Great. It's great. Really. And you get reminded of this every time you do face some sort of pain, you know, that's more than a paper cut. You're reminded of, wow, like I, I really do take for granted how well I feel, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you know the saying, right? Like the only, like a healthy man has countless wishes, but a sick man has only one. Yeah. You know. Health is wealth. It's true, and, like, as the world gets crazier, you know, I just keep counting my blessings, like... Yeah, you know, my, um... More blessing, less stressing. My friend was telling me the other day that she's freaking out because her joints are swollen, Oof. and they hurt, and she can't, like, walk. Oh, inside pain, the worst. And, yeah, she's freaking out, and she's actually... She doesn't know what to do because she's, um... She doesn't want to scare her mom, so she's pretending like it's not as bad as it is, but in, oh, no. internally she's freaking out, you know, and she's going to a rheumatologist, I think, soon, but it's... What's a rheumatologist? Um, some, like, arthritis, joints? yeah, joints and stuff. Someone who specializes in... Yeah. Damn, she's going in secret? Yeah. But, and also she, she has, she's developed tinnitus... Tendinitis? No, tinnitus, tinnitus is a ringing in your ear. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, people are fucking not having a good time right now. Yeah. Everyone's got some. Everyone's got something. I mean, I would say that's pretty bad. Like, joint problems Oof. at 22. Is it consistent? Yeah, she she said it's been like How's getting getting it's been getting worse. Like she, you know, she's tried to do stuff about it, but she's kind of like run out of options. So that's why she's going to the rheumatologist. She eating pills. The only pills she's eating are uh, like psychiatric oh, prescriptions. No. Yeah, Some extra little topping. I know she's taking something like uh. For her ADHD, like a stimulant. All right, so she's, you're like, the only thing she's taking is this thing. And no. then also this other thing. And no, no, Well, one th I know she's taking that and she's probably taking some antidepressants as well. Oh, so a little triple combo. And, and possibly also, um, what are they called? So she's taking Antipsychotics. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, antipsychotics make people crazy yeah isn't that funny have you noticed that correlation because i have for sure well yeah i mean she's going through it i mean a lot of people are going through it in weird kinds of ways but also like this long covid is no joke yeah really 
Yep. Yep, yep, yep. What else? What else is going on? Don't lie to me, girl. Is it on? Are we back? What do you mean? Are we back? You just blink out? We never left. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Sometimes she just forgets <laughs> where she is. Wait a second, wait a second. Uh, are we back? Uh, what do you mean? We've been here for a while now. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, New York, we can we can touch on it if we want. Huh? Oh, I just want to say, uh, Brendan Schwab never put money behind him. If you don't know who he is, he's uh, like a guy, kind of a comedian, podcast host dude, who always just makes the worst like picks for UFC headlining fights that sound the most convincing and nice. You just, just opening some gum, huh? You want some? No, thank you. Yes, folks. That's the sound of gum being opened. Some Trident shout out to Trident. Um, yeah, I mean, British Schwab like just makes terrible picks. And last week he's like, Oh yeah, oh y'all don't know, huh? Y'all don't know. Oh, oh. Y'all forgot. Y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. That's exactly what he said. Y'all must have forgot about Alexander Volkanovsky. But I guess he didn't consider con the context, and the context is <laughs> that he got kicked in the head. Uh, well, that's uh, okay. Well, that's like being like, oh, uh, this car, uh, this car is really reliable, and you can drive it to Bogota from Medellin and then it breaks down and they're like, Oh, I guess I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't, uh, you know, uh, consider the, uh, the context of it having a flat tire. Like, dude, like you need to put it all together. Like, yeah. you know, and that was a thing. I mean, Joe Rogan just kept being like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, Volkanovsky took a fucking heavy freaking, I didn't see that dome. fight. I didn't see that. Oh, it was head so kick. sad. From by Islam Makhachev. Was it like intense? And then super. I mean, it must have been. I guess. Well, the first fight was super close, and like the last round went to Volkanovski. The first time they they got together, and it was like, oh shit! Like Volk has a chance because I mean, Volk was a super underdog against Islam, and no one thought he was gonna win at all. And they fought the first time, and it was like not just super close, but like the end of the fifth round, which is like the end of the fight. They went all five rounds and they were kind of back and forth. Islam was dominating a little bit, but mostly just with like ground control and stuff and like not really yeah. like on the feet. And then the fight ended, like the fifth round ended, the end of the fight like ended with like Volkanovsky on top of Islam, just like doing that Volk ground and pound where Volk was just launching bombs right to freaking Islam's dome. Like, with such an intensity that if it went another minute, I don't know if Islam would have lasted. And so people yeah. were like, oh, shoot. Like they saw the the hope, the hope and the possibility. Everything was there. And so in the rematch, we were like, yeah. And I think it was like just like the first round, maybe, maybe second round, maybe first round. It was like the, the, the very beginning of the first or second round, like, like surprisingly quick. It was just like. Islam just fucking cracked him right in the fucking f temple with his knee and Volk like was like, nah, like, wow. And you know, people were like, oh yeah, Volk's a little and like, oh, Ilya, Ilya Tepori, he's the man, he's the man. And then I was all like, I wasn't even going to freaking bet on the fight at all. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Cause I, I thought Volk, but Joe Rogan was like an Oracle with UFC, like really he knows his, like he knows so well, like all the different aspects. He takes everything in consideration, puts it all in context. And he was like, yeah, Volk is a champion. He However, hasn't been the same. He has. Yeah. Like some, like a lot of times people just, they, there's a certain, they take a certain serious hit and they just never bounce back. They just never bounce back. They're just never the champion they were. You know, he's like, I'm not taking anything away from Alexander Volkanovsky. Fair. You know, he had a great run, you know, 15 undefeated fights. 
It's just he's not the same Volk. And so I was like not going to put anything on him. And then I listened to freaking Brendan Schwab, who I always want to call Charles Schwab. Is it totally I even remember you telling me like this guy is usually almost always, always wrong. wrong. Dude, but then sometimes fine. he's really right. Yeah, but and I guess now we know our he's answer. He's way wrong more than he's usually right. Like. Yeah. So just as a side note, if you know who that guy is or if you bet on UFC fights or just anything like that. Avoid do, his input. Yeah, do not. He, I'm putting all my chips. I mean, I'm putting all my chips on Volkanovski. I would love to see him like, I mean, I don't know. I don't like follow him on social media, but I wonder like, like, does he understand that, like, okay, let me see your bet ticket, bro. Otherwise, you're just, like, not putting your money where your mouth is. Like, don't say you're putting all your chips on Volkanovski and then not betting. Like, let me see all your chips on Volkanovski. Otherwise, you're just, like, talking to hear your own voice. Like, back up what you're saying, Brandon Schwab. Well, Show you know what's crazy? I actually... Show all your chips on Volkanovski. I, I, I hadn't seen that fight with Volk where he got kicked in the head. I must have missed that somehow. Yeah. And so I, I actually, that wasn't part of my consideration when I was thinking, you know, trying Dude. to guess. Trying to guess what, and then, you know, what's crazy is when, I, we, when we actually watched that last fight, I was so shocked by Volkanovsky's performance. Like, it was not the Volk that I remember Especially Ilya from just that, turned his light switch off. Yeah, it like he was much slower. He looked a little like, like a little malnourished too. I mean, he looked a little. His eyes look a little. He looked sunny. a little lost, honestly. Like, I don't know. Speaking of malnourished, let's let's uh, let's not get too distracted from the topic at hand, which is which was New York and how like. At this event, this dinner, this dinner event tonight, there was like plenty of people from New York that were considering moving to Columbia and nobody from Columbia that was considering that's was considering moving to New York. Like nobody, like the only people moving to New York right now are illegal immigrants being bussed in from the Southern border. Like, and it's interesting because, like, I'd say at least half of them are African and people, you know, and so, like, everybody it's just, It's funny like, that no one's talking yeah. about that also. The one thing, I mean, the one thing about it, like, the one, like, and this isn't even, like, any redeeming quality or whatever, but it's just at least kind of relief, is people stopped, like, like white Americans stopped talking badly about like Latino immigrants, like white Americans stop being like, Oh goddamn Mexicans, bro, bro, bro. Because they're finally like, Oh, like this is like, like this is like, there's just, it's global. Like this is, this is an international operation that's being conducted by, you know, some sort of international organization or organizations mm-hmm. and Mexico just Mexico just happens to exist there. It's yeah, not literally. like, like it could be Mexico. It could be that Mexico could be a totally different country, a totally different culture. And this would still be happening. Like this has nothing to do with, with the Mexico. People. Yeah. This is not like Mexico is not the one that's like organizing Africans from Senegal, you know, to like go up through South America and like enter you know, the United States illegally, like, you know, and there's all that. And then on top of that, there's that, this whole weird, like Chinese situation. Oh yeah. Uh, Like like, there's been some crazy influx of like like men around the age of 30% men. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? Wasn't it like millions or something like that? I think the total number, I mean, or like a million, can, I would, I mean, you could just ask, so we're not wrong. I'm going to guesstimate the total number 
including Chinese that are known, which is like, it's so funny. It's like, how do you know? You don't know. It has to be an estimate because it's not like, I mean, they're illegal immigrants. They're not all registered. I'm going to say 3 million, 3 million last year. Last year. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna be able to get data for 2024 because you know, it's just not gonna, you know, it's only like February or whatever. So it's only two months in. Yeah. I would say about 3 million, which is, so many people it's probably like the biggest influx of human beings into the united states ever in one year to be honest three million what does it say three million it's not even giving me like are you asking chad gpt no is that is that where i'm going i mean wrong? where else are you gonna go yeah it's yeah like, i tried google and it's giving me a bunch of random crap yeah yeah because like especially lately like google is it hasn't been becoming, giving straight answers it's not giving straight answers and it's like i don't know if it's by design or not but it definitely seems as effective as if it was and or is by design it's like making us interact way more with our electronic devices like before i could just google something get the answer and then go back to the conversation or whatever i was doing now it's like you got to Google something and it doesn't come out right. And you got to reword it and it gives, leaves a link to an article. Dude, I literally asked a very clear question. And like one of the first search suggestions was how many illegal immigrants came to the UK in 2023? The UK. And you literally said US, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what is going on with Google. I've noticed ever since that like proliferation of AI, like there's... I don't know if it's cause. I don't know if the correlation is because of cause or not, but there's definitely a correlation between the amount of the excessive amount of time that's needed to achieve the same amount of goals on electronic devices. Like the amount of time has become much greater to achieve the same goals. Like it is ridiculous it's like i literally asked earlier oh what's the shortcut command for whatever unmuting a sound stem gave you paragraphs gave me seven paragraphs and then you were like hey can you actually like, just shorten the answer yeah. and i was like oh yeah command whatever yeah and i was like oh command oh or whatever yeah like what but guess what also this what? answer that i just searched i just changed something instead of us i typed usa and i finally got the answer it's crazy. What's the number? So actually between 2022 and 2023. Um, so they don't have 23, 24. It's, it's doubled from 173,000 to 430,000. So by doubling 120 to 430? 170. 170 to 400? To 430, yeah. So in 2023, so it's from 22 to 23 or from 21 to 22? 22 to 23. So then from 23 to 24 was probably 800 or a million. And then now from 24, which we're in to 25. So because we're in 24 now, so it's 24, 25. Yeah, it's probably two, two plus million. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like... And hundreds and thousands have been going to New York and people are like, what's interesting about that is like, this is why like so much of politics is like a waste of energy because the Republicans are blaming the quote unquote Democrats. Cause they're like, Oh, well look at what you're letting happen to your city. And like, you shouldn't have a sanctuary city. And at the same time, it's the Republican governors that are shipping the illegal immigrants on the buses to the democratic cities. So it's like bringing, oh, this is a terrible freaking analogy, but it's easy and simple to understand. So I don't mean it, it's, it is it being, uh, representative anyway, or I'm just using it strictly as an analogy. It's like, if you have a dog that's pooping and you bring it to your neighbor's do yard to poop, and then you say, Oh, look at all the poop in the neighbor's yard. That's so gross. And it's like, well, dude, you brought the dog to the yard. You know, so the blame game is a joke because it's every, it's all the politicians fault. It's not Republican or Democrat. It's just freaking politicians, period. Like, 
It's and just a gigantic scam. Yeah. And the city is like not a fun time. Meanwhile, like here, it's just like, oh, rode the motorcycle to this organic farm and went skinny dipping in this beautiful river and got all this really good organic produce. And it's like, oh, it's only like 20 minutes from home. Like what? And this like, whole experience costs $5. Five bucks. Dozen eggs, bag of super fresh like Herbs mixed greens salad yeah organic it's all organic <sighs> dude that carton of eggs alone is probably what for for organic uh, I just like i don't know and she's like you can't even get a view like this in manhattan right now at any price you could have literally a billion dollars here's a billion dollars find a great view you wouldn't be able to find it you can't find sunsets over the mountains and like the green canopy below you and just like it's, it's just not, so dirty like i mean you might be able to spend a few million bucks and like get a freaking apartment on the 15th floor like across the street from central park and at least get some trees you know i mean it's gonna cost you probably that's gonna cost you millions millions and then you just, you're not even gonna have a, like a good sunset it's gonna be blocked by the skyline and like you know, like, oh, this beautiful sunset of freaking buildings. Not the same. And you know what? Even the people who do have those places, and I've been to one of them. I've been to like a, uh, like a, I don't know if it's like a condo type building, but it was next to Central Park. And the sunset from there was kind of nice, but all I'm saying is kind of nice, especially like nice for New York. But the person who was living there was so depressed. It's like, you would think that, you know, if you had all that, you know, you'd feel like you'd made it and you're, you'd be happy. But in reality, it's like. Yeah, I mean, no matter where you go, there you are. Then There you are. You're still in Manhattan. Plus, like, and no amount of money, like all you're being able to do with money there is like buy a bigger place. But you're still just in the center of like this freaking just like fretless, like it's not even the melting pot anymore. It's just like a boiling pot. It's just like a crab pot. It's just like this constant like stress from the pressure of like all those people just grinding away without any like second thought on a greater purpose. Like it's tough. It's tough. It's not, ain't the New York I'm used to tell you that right now. Goddamn liberals. You know what they say? The only thing wrong with being left is it ain't right. <laughs> Should take a quick break. Yeah, One break before we a water break. Do the like not even a second half, just like a second little, a last little bit ski. Yeah, and while we do that, we should think of something. What? We should think of something um, interesting. Think of something to discuss. Something oh, no. small. You know something. how I feel about that whole thinking thing. No, you're not having it anymore. I'm just not you're like, done you with know, thinking. It's just such a commitment to like whole like think. Oh and no. All that. All right. Well, we're gonna th think about a couple things and have a refreshment. Be right back. Brb. Hmm. <laughs> hey, we're back. We we brb'd. BRB cup. BRB yourself. BR honey bee. BR be yourself. Be our guest. Be all you can be. Do you know that song? BRB our guest. BRB our guest. Disney oh, that's song? kind of funny too because it's BRBR. No, I, I don't. Are you going to? Are you going to kick off this last segment of the show with a little acoustic rendition? A cappella rendition of... Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. <laughs> That's the only part I remember. It's from, uh, uh, what is it? Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. When all the plates and forks and knives, when the china was singing... Put our service to the test. Yeah. Well, you know how in the Beast's castle, all of his inanimate objects were alive? 
Mm, I'm not. I'm, no, I not I, familiar I, with the Disney films. I haven't. I had I them all. Watch a lot of cartoons. I had them all on VCR when I was younger, and it was my only source of entertainment. So I kind of. Is Japanimation considered a cartoon? I guess so. Yeah. I consider hand-drawn animated things cartoons. Yes. That's hmm. chill. Okay, yeah. I used to enjoy drawn. Disney films more back in the day because I think they were actually hand drawn. Whereas now they were, they were, they were hand drawn. Yeah. Um, yeah, each each drawing was a frame. Yeah. We're so far from that now. I, I I really miss it honestly. Those are my favorite, like those old classic Disney films. I would re- like since it was my only source of entertainment, I would rewatch them so many times. Yeah, and Fantasia I, is my favorite. Yeah, Fantasia is pretty like good. A typical Disney film, but amazing. What was your favorite Disney film? Fantasia. Oh, okay. That was the only one. I never liked... I never liked their, like, remakes of fairy tales. I always feel like... Oh, yes. I feel like... I don't mean this in, like, a racist way, but I feel like they, like, whitewashed everything. Like, they made it too, like, PG. Like, there's a dark side to most fairy tales, which is a big part of the lessons. PC'd them out <laughs> like they're like oh there was something wrong with Pocahontas we like it was racist we need to remake it so that we like oh well I mean that's I don't yeah. know it ra- did they ever do like Hansel, Hansel and Gretel I don't think so that'd be hard to like oh well uh yeah so she eats the kids at the end oh I don't know how we're gonna get around that Bob all right well let's just skip that one to be honest I don't really find much wrong with that I f- with eating children well no no no. i first of all here's the thing humans are weird listen humans I mean, are messed if you up. want to eat a kid just make sure it's your own or i don't eat anybody somebody i mean kid. it's a it's a it's a fictional fairy tale for a reason fictional okay just to put it in context if you got caught eating your own kid you would go to prison forever well in the story she in the Kid, they, like, the kids weren't okay, listen, eaten lady. by their parents. They were eaten by this old lady who lives oh, she, in a gingerbread no relationship? house. Well, these kids they were just wandering the forest and they found a gingerbread house, I think, or something like a candy house. And they were like, whoa, this is so cool. And they go inside mm-hmm. and there's this lady and she tempts them with candies and all these things. And eventually, I think how it went was she locked them up in cages and kept feeding them until they got fat. And I think eventually she was going to make a stew. What a weird, like story to like create like what a weird story to write and then like who who had the bright to be like oh, i got an idea let's just like share this with all the children like what actually do you know who wrote it i think it was the brothers grim the grim brothers oh those guys is that correct am i saying? I, mean, I don't know but I, i've yeah, heard yeah, of those guys yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they wrote a lot of stuff right i'm pretty sure hansel and Gretel were they really two brothers probably i mean i would assume but yeah Brothers Grimm. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just a super dark side of humanity that a lot of people just don't want to accept. You know, like, I don't know why. It's totally a part. It's like a part. It's like a part of us. You can't be in denial. You can't just be like, oh well, you know, we're all good. No, we're animals. You know, like as much brightness as there is to us, there's just as much darkness. You know. And denying it will only put you in, you know, just a weirder place. Yeah, no, yeah, completely. Like, you know, we are, you know, humans are amazing, beautiful, terrible, depressing, (coughs) fantastic, you know, Interesting creatures, you know, or, or, or the whole ball of wax. You want to know something? I just searched up what like best known fairy tales that were written by the brothers Grimm, and what would you? No, it's Hansel and Gretel, Snow White, Little Red Riding Hood, Sleeping Beauty, Rapunzel, and Rumpelstiltskin. Whoa. All the fucked up ones. Those are the most fucked up, well-known fairy tales. Well, I mean, they are the. I mean, their last name is Grim. With two M's, yes. Oh, extra Grim. Grim. <laughs> yeah. The brothers Grim. 
They were German. Of course they were. What were the years they wrote them? What era were they? Uh, probably. Right before the freaking Germans decided to freaking round up everyone that wasn't them and just slaughter them systematically and then as efficient a way as possible. They were born in 1785. 1785? And died... Well, one of them died in 1863, and the other one died so in... So that's back when Germany was still Bavaria, right? I, mean, I think that's... Germany wasn't even Germany, right? It was Bavaria. So they were Bavarian? I mean, I can look more into it, yeah. Uh, I mean, not to get too, like, you know, lost in the weeds, but I'm pretty sure, like, Bavaria became Germany in the late 1700s. Not like a history buff or anything, but I do believe that is the situation. Situation. You want to see a, a painting of them? No, no. No, it's not that weird. But yeah, it's, it's, I just it's don't want to look at the screen. No, it's right. exactly what you would expect, expect yeah, them yeah, to look like. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. So what year did uh, Bavaria become Germany? Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the immigrants that are coming to New York are very different than the immigrants that came, you know, first, you know, speaking of Germany, the immigrants that came 100 years ago or even 50 years ago or even longer, 200 years ago, you know, I think the immigrants came then, came then, you know, they came with ideas and a plan and they registered at the port of entry and they like plugged in and they were like, creating something amazing and it was like this you know can i interrupt you real quick this you know amazing time of creation now it's like people aren't creating anything in new york other than problems what, what? 1871 was when germany when, became yes yeah so the so brothers, they were barbarian yeah they were barbarian yeah not bad huh yes yeah it's weird how much strange like like facts i have and like, you know what's crazy, actually? It, like, actually, I believe that Germany was actually Bavaria in the late 1700s. It yeah. doesn't state anywhere on the Wikipedia page that they were Bavarian, because it, w what it does refer to them as was German academics. Yeah, probably because, like, people are trying to erase the history of Bavaria and Bavarian culture, which, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it's like they're trying to be like, you know, not too much uh, you know not too much different than the way that people are trying to quickly forget the USSR and say oh you know this is Russia and these countries are these countries and they don't have anything to do with Russia even they even though they all speak Russian and share a lot of family and culture I mean that's the same thing that would probably would happen with the barbarian empire is that when and broke up and even to this day it's like nope 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 forget about Bavaria nope it's, I it's never understood what it was about people and getting offended about these things because you know oh, I, yeah, I meet a lot of Russian speaking people who are not from Russia as as Russia is today mm -hmm. you know but you know uh, their parents are from the USSR or whatever and every time you know I was like, oh, you speak Russian, like you're Russian. And they're like, oh, no, I'm not Russian. I'm actually like from Kazakhstan or whatever. And it's like, hey, that's fine. You know, sure. I'm just saying like, to me, I don't find that offensive because I'm not trying to put you in a box. I'm just saying I'm not even fully, Ru I've never been to Russia. I'm just saying like, oh, okay, you know. We're similar, we're, we're similar enough. We're similar enough. What I mean to say is like, oh, we're similar enough. You know, we come from the same kind of origin. We get each other. That's all, you know? Oh, yeah. If anything, it's me the, recognizing the, our similarities. The, the Russian sisterhood. Shout out to the Ruskies. Well, yeah. The big yeah. Ruskies. Speaking of Russia, what happened in the news? Day? Oh, uh. Putin's opposition, leading opposition uh, figure, uh, Navalny, died in a, like, Siberian prison camp in the northern freaking... <laughs> the northern Arctic tundra of, like, super north Siberia, Russia. 
Yeah, and apparently they haven't returned his body to his family. That's the last update I heard. I don't know. I don't know if that's if if there's any anything new on that, but you know what I was thinking? I was thinking like okay, they say follow the money. So like who's like the result of the Ukraine Russia war thus far has been like the Russian economy and the Russian oil industry, mostly the oil industry and the, and the Russian arms, you know, weapons industry ma making a lot of money in the U S like war, you know, military quote unquote military industrial complex making all the money. So the Russian and the American military industrial complex are just making tons of money. Wait, probably way more money than like the pharmaceutical companies made from, you know, COVID like the military industrial complexes are just profiteering massively. So I am almost like, and really like this war, like hasn't threatened Russia. Like, no, in no fact, one's attacking Moscow and it hasn't threatened America like directly either. Like the only people that are really suffering are like poor, the poor working class Russians who are scripted to be soldiers and like the poor working class Ukrainians who are scripted to be soldiers. Like that's who suffers. And the military industrial complexes of the U S and Russia profit. And it's, not just the working class of Russia and Ukraine that suffer, but the working class of the U.S. are suffering greatly, not in lives, but in finances. Like, let me just break it down really like in a very simple, basic way. Okay. U.S. citizen pays $1 in taxes. Now say 20 cents of that dollar goes to weapons for Ukraine, right? Because collectively, I think the last aid package was $80 billion or something. Anyways, you can do the math. I'm not going to sit here and do the math. But just as an example, say, you know, you pay a dollar of taxes and say 20% of that dollar in taxes goes to Ukraine. Now, it goes to Ukraine in the, like, as a loan by the American quote-unquote government in the form of bombs and other destructive weapons and each bomb is like whatever like a hundred grand or something so it adds up quick anyways and we're not even talking like heavy artillery bombs we're just talking about like a single bomb um some regular basic bomb so the u.s taxpayers pay put up the money to pay for these weapons and then give them to ukraine in the form of a loan of billions of dollars and Ukraine, who's never going to pay back those loans, will default on those loans. And when they default on those loans, the U.S. taxpayers don't get paid back. And the military companies that built all those weapons get to keep all of that money from the U.S. taxpayers. So basically, U.S. taxpayers are just paying to go drop bombs in Europe. Like, it's ridiculously insane. And the worst part is if the U.S. quote unquote like defaults on its loans, and these are loans like the U.S. people didn't, the U.S. U.S. citizens didn't agree to this. This is the politicians decided to give all, you know a, a large percentage of the you know U.S.'s money to, in the form of loans to you you know Ukraine as weapons. If Ukraine defaults on that, and thereby the U.S. defaults on its debt then the bonds become worthless, which is how complete economies completely collapse. So it's just such, it's just so scammy on so many levels. And like, what the fuck? Like go rebuild Hawaii. Like just go rebuild Hawaii. It's us citizens. They've been paying their taxes their whole lives. Like just use a few and billion. Of that it money would be Hawaii. way less than $80 billion. Yeah. Because this war is like, there's no, it's point. It's really freaking pointless. Like there's no, like the, like, there's no, like, it's just, like, billions of dollars. But also, I would taken under... Taken from the people and given to the military-industrial complexes. Yeah, like, I would uh... understand if the U.S. had that money to give. 
just freely, but no, the U.S. is quote unquote borrowing it from the from the from the Federal Reserve. Yeah. What? What do you mean? You're wait, hold on. So you're already trillions of dollars in debt, and you're yeah, borrowing like more. Three hundred trillion dollars or something crazy. It's the it's more money than any country's ever been in debt at all anywhere close. It's more than all the debt from all the rest of the countries in the entire world put together. Like, well, you know what I don't understand. We're borrowing more through the printing of dollars, which is like devaluing the money that we're getting. So we're getting less for the dollars that we're borrowing more of. Like, oh no. What I don't understand is there's so many issues right now in the U.S. Yeah, and. As opposed to solving even a few of, you know, the major ones, they're choosing to put resources elsewhere into other places, which I really do not understand. It's almost as if whoever is in charge or whoever is making the decisions has already accepted the fate of the country and is now just, well, you know, there's... I mean, there's a world of possibilities, literally a world of possibilities, of but there's basically only two binary options as far as like possibly there's only two basic general possibilities. One is that it's complete just negligence. Like it's just complete, like there's nobody's at the wheel and it's just, no one knows what's going on. And it's just like, no one can keep things in order and it's just all like falling apart for just a myriad of like relatively unrelated and people and are making reasons. deals not based on the interest of the population but maybe more well, personal I don't, I don't, interests I don't think, like unbridled capitalism is like in any way the dominant reason i i just think like just basically i think it's it's either unplanned completely and just like a series of unfortunate events and just like different things that are happening and no one's in control or it's being like carefully orchestrated for it, you know, unknown to us results. And it's tough for me to think that it's, I would say it's the latter. It's, I think it's the latter. I think yeah. there's people who are organizing aspects of, of this I, I i don't think it can all just be random chaos like no I, I, it's just like uh, the fact that andrew yeah. callahan the guy from channel 5 news the like mm -hmm. youtube blogger like tried to document the border crossing and they put him in jail for four days solitary confinement exactly and where he was separated him from they, his like, he's friend. a u.s citizen who's just like yeah. obviously just like a fucking literally just a regular dude trying to like just do like a some frontline news reporting yet like thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants who have not been checked out, who, you know, law enforcement doesn't know the name of it. Just, they're just like coming Entering across the buses. border and then being like loaded into buses and like, like driven Dispersed to big cities through, yeah. and just dropped off. Like, come on. That's not, that's not even chaos. That's actually very organized. So there has to be some sort of structure and plan there. It's it's like Well, I think I think you know what it is. I think it's a lot of corruption and people making deals under the table, you know. But nobody's aware of it all. No I mean, corruption in general would lead more to the chaos hypothesis that it's just like greedy people who are like just making deals without, you know, like without any long vision and it just just seems too organized for that like yeah people I, are I would say it's a bit yeah, of maybe both. there's some corruption but i think it's being done within the structure of a larger plan i think there is a larger plan at hand however i also think that people right now are looking out for their sole best interests well, while, well, yeah, also, while also keeping the greater... The people have always been looking out for their sole best interest. No, I know, but... I think I think we're starting to see... Uh, the extent of carelessness now. More than ever before. 
Oh, wow. Ouais. Well, that's, that's wonderful. I think that, uh, ouais. the extent of carelessness, that's like a wonderful place, I think, to, 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 to wrap up this, uh, return episode of Trippin' Bigly. Yeah. Well, that's not really a positive note at all. <laughs> the, the chaos. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out to the unbridled chaos. There is beauty to be found out there, though. Just have to know where to find it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll see you again before, uh... Before the next before year. Before sexy Lexi flies off to the other side of the world and... Deluxe Luxy flies off to the other side of the world. Hopefully we'll get a chance to speak with you all before, before all that happens. Until then, peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs>